0: Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Who even knows what day it is anymore? It's Jessica and I'm so glad to be with you. I hope it is a bright sunshiny day wherever you are. Man, this has been going on a long time. I know a lot of you maybe are listening from states that are starting to reopen and maybe life is seeming a little more normal but no doubt that our world will never be the same after this quarantine. And that's why I wanted to bring you this episode today. I actually just got off a therapy phone call with my therapist. Typically I go into the office and see him, but as of right now, they're not wanting extra appointments in office. And so all the therapy appointments are done online, which is fantastic. If you've been considering seeing a therapist, I could not recommend it anymore, especially right now when things are so strange and maybe your anxiety is heightened, or you know, you just have, you know, more instability that can be triggering for a lot of people. Therapy is a great way to be able to talk it out with somebody else that's unbiased. You don't feel like you're unloading on them because you're paying them. And I don't know about you, but my insurance has a great compensation plan. And So it literally cost me $30 a session because I don't see a private therapist. I see someone through my network and it's worked out really great for me. I tend to go every three months or so right now just because there's nothing super urgent. So you don't have to do like weekly sessions or, you know, even on a set schedule. I just tend to go in every few months just to kind of do a check-in. I also recently got on anxiety medication. Um, end of January and that has helped tremendously because I could really tell that my baseline was off and I wasn't feeling like myself and I didn't want to feel like that anymore and I had the therapy tools and everything and I was aware of how I was feeling and where I was getting triggered and it wasn't a normal feeling and so thankfully I got back on medication and it's helped tremendously to kind of help me feel a little bit more normal And then the therapy tools can more constructively help me from there. But I wanted to hop on this episode today to share what my therapist and I talked about. And I think it could be really helpful for you because I think a lot of you are probably having similar experiences as I am. So I was previously a stay-at-home mom um, before the quarantine. And so my kids being home didn't present a lot of new issues aside from just more togetherness and having to figure out distance learning and, you know, all of those types of things. I wasn't worried about, you know, childcare or also having a full-time job that I'm having to do or, you know, just different things like that. I didn't lose my job. So those stressors haven't been present. And so I feel very privileged to have viewed this time with positivity and hope and opportunity that I think many just circumstantially cannot or you know, have a harder time finding that silver lining in all this because it can be very stressful for people that are financially strapped, have lost their jobs, are worried about what logistics are going to look like for their kids, maybe they have kids with special needs at home, things like that. My heart is with you and I feel very fortunate to be living in the circumstances that I am recognizing that that's not true for everybody. But that being said, you know, we're all weathering the same storm, just in a different boat. I love that thought. So I'm speaking from my boat, but given the advice that my therapist gave me and the things that we talked through, I hope it can be helpful to you as well. So the first thing we talked about was I said, I feel like I'm doing pretty good. Um, I tend to be pretty self-aware in terms of my emotions and and actually having more time at home as more of an introvert, um, having more space in my day to choose activities that kind of fill me up has been really good. I've been going on a lot of walks consistently. I've been reading more. I've been sitting outside a lot more. Um, I'm not rushing from thing to thing to thing with lots of time deadlines. I can kind of spend as much time on something as I want and orchestrate my day as I feel and that's been really nice for me. So I personally have felt okay. I've had some waves of feeling more anxious or more worried or more stressed or more sad about, you know, not having things to look forward to, you know, just different things like that. But overall, I'm doing okay. And so I expressed to my therapist that the main thing has been helping my kids to process through this. Specifically, my 10-year-old who gets a lot of his confidence and affirmations and joy from being social and doing well at school and being on a soccer team and playing in games and winning and all these things. So stripping those things away from him has been really challenging for him. So he's faced a lot of boredom at home, not being able to do the things he used to do in order to fill his time. He um, is doing school at home. And of course, even if I'm saying things similar to what his teacher would say or asking him to do tasks that are similar to what his teacher would require of him, it doesn't go nearly as well when it's coming from mom. Anybody relate to that, right? And so I said, you know, what do I do about that? And he said, you need to remember that your job is to love your kids, to be their cheerleader, to support them. But you are not in charge of the outcomes for them. Okay? You're not in charge of the outcomes for them. So you can provide for them all the love and support and ideas and things like that that you want and that you can. But it's still up to them what they do with it. And he gave me a really great story about Navy Seals. He said Navy Seals originally and at their origin were selected not just on who, you know, were the top performers, who ran the fastest, who was the strongest, things like that. And it wasn't the people that gave up either and couldn't hack it. It was usually the people selected were were the middle group. The middle group were the people that were capable and strong but mostly they were resilient. They never gave up. They knew that there was going to be struggle involved, but the pursuit was worth it. And if you have a child or maybe you are a go-getter and you're top of the class and everything, and then when you come against something that's more challenging, you kind of shrink away, that's what my son does. And he doesn't want to try anything that's hard. He doesn't want to start you know, trying an instrument because he's like, well, I don't know how to do that. And as soon as he sits down to play and doesn't know where middle C is, he's like, well, this is stupid. (laughs) Done. I can't play a song. So I'm not even going to start playing a note, right? And so he doesn't want to do that. He doesn't want to ride his bike because he's not an expert and doesn't feel totally secure. He just doesn't want to try new things that challenge him. And for schooling, writing is something that's really challenging for him. And so when that's the task at hand he really struggles and really feels vulnerable and then it ends up in kind of some contention between us and so he just said you know set the stage and have conversations outside of you know circumstances that are especially challenging, but have conversations, you know, end of the day when you're tucking him in or, um, you know, family meeting time or whatever it is. And just explain how much growth is taking place during times of challenge and how much better and stronger we are going to be when we not only do what we're actually good at, but develop skills of resilience and strength and perspective and, this is a great opportunity for us and for our kids to grow in those ways. And when we can help them to appreciate it and we can model it for them to see this is how mom gets through challenges. This is how dad gets through challenges. They're going to respond better to that. And so if you're struggling yourself, don't expect your kids to behave or handle this better than you do. Work on yourself first and then work with your kids on it. For me, it's specifically him. And so I'm going to continue being his cheerleader, but I'm not going to tie his discomfort or dissatisfaction or boredom or any of those outcomes to the job that I'm doing. So I loved that so much. Hey, everyone. I hope what I'm saying is helpful to you, but I did want to interrupt to thank a show sponsor that makes this podcast possible for you, and that is Blue Blocks. I'm wearing my Blue Blocks glasses right this second. And I have noticed such a huge difference at the end of the day when I used to have strained eyes and headaches and now I notice the fatigue is so much less thanks to these blue blocks, blue light blocking glasses. And I mean literally the artificial light is everywhere, digital devices, your TV, house lights, even your fridge light is disrupting not only our eyes but our sleep as well. And I'm a mom just like you and we need all the sleep we can get, right? So these Australian-made, science-backed glasses block harmful, artificial blue light emitted by these man-made lighting devices, and this prevents your body from performing like it should. They ship free all over the world, and it's so nice and quick to get your game-changing blue light glasses. They have everything from prescription to readers, and I know it can be super hard to order glasses online. I mean, it's kind of like shoes, right? You want to try them on, and you're not sure what quality you're getting. I can personally attest to the quality of these glasses. They are so well made and I've had cheaper pairs and they just do not hold a candle to the Blue Blocks light blocking glasses, I promise you. I got the Jasper frames and I get comments on them all the time. They look great and for every pair of glasses you buy, they donate a pair of reading glasses to someone in need in the developing world. So it's so cool. So get 15% off by heading to blueblocks.com. That's B L U B L O X.com and enter code EMP at checkout. Went on to talk about was my therapist asked me, What are some things you're doing right now that's really working for you that you want to continue in the future? Because this is such a great opportunity to fill your time with things that are really meaningful, but you don't want to backslide just because things start to open up and go back to normal. And so I started telling him all these things that I've been adding back into my life that I now have time for. Like, I've been reading and I've had the stack of books on my nightstand forever and now I'm finally reading through them. And I'm also reading outside, which has been really fun. Um, I'm baking and I'm doing things that are really filling me up. And he said, okay, so as things progress in our world, how are you going to continue on maintaining these feelings? And I love that because he didn't say like, how are you going to keep doing these exact things? But how are you going to continue feeling this way? Feelings of peace, feelings of space, feelings of contentment, feelings of um, presence, right? And I said, yeah, I feel really present right now. And if I think about how long my kids could potentially be home with me and not going back to school or, you know, the stresses that come from, from that, I, I can't. I can't even go there. So I just don't. And it's gotten me so good at thinking day to day. What do I need to do today? What do I have to look forward to today? How can we get through today? And then tomorrow has enough worries of its own. And we can do tomorrow. And we can get through every day with 100% certainty, can't we? We can do that. Don't worry about next week or next month or six months from now. Don't worry about what's going to happen with school. It will all work itself out. But you can survive each day with 100% certainty when you just take it one moment and one day at a time. And I said, okay. But if I'm not thinking, you want me to think about the future of how I can incorporate these things and these feelings going forward, but am I supposed to be planning for the future? And he said, yeah, that's a really good question. And the answer is no, (laughs) kind of. He said, you're welcome to think about the future and plan for the future kind of in a compartmentalized way. You can think about it and then you put it away and you get back to being present. Isn't that so good? You can think about it. You can think about the trip you want to take. You could think about school being back in session or think about what you might need to do differently in the fall if school looks differently, but then you put it away. You put away that thought, you put away that plan, and you go back to living your life as it is right now and he said, "Think about how many toys you're oh sorry let me let me let me go back he so He's, he said, is there anything else that you're struggling with? And I said, I will, I am doing really good, but I am looking forward to being able to add in those things like going to the beach and seeing friends and seeing family and doing those things that bring me joy. And he said, think about it like this. Your kids have so many toys, right? How many things do they actually play with? Not that many, right? But they have so many choices and your house is a mess and it's just your, it's all cluttered up, right? And think about for many of us, what we grew up with and the minimal amount of stuff we had and the creativity we had to work within the, you know, materials we had or the time we had or the friends we had. And we just like made it work, right? We got so creative, sometimes out of boredom, but just out of necessity, like, We had great childhoods and we created based upon the resources we had to work with. And he said, it's fine to think about the future beach trips and things like that that you're looking forward to, but then put that away and think about what you have right now in front of you and think of what you can do. Get creative to elicit those same feelings that the beach gives you right at your home. So for me, it really is sitting outside in a chair with the book, with the wind in my hair, right? And so the best time of day here is early evening. And so I sit out on my balcony with my chair that I just got from Amazon. That's so comfy. And I get a good book and I sit out there and I read like I don't have a care in the world. And it gives me that same feeling of joy that I would feel at the beach. But when I'm sitting up there on the balcony, I'm not missing the beach. I'm just feeling the joy." And so he said, get creative and realize all you have is what's in front of you. That's all you have right now. So don't feel like you're missing out on other things. Don't get resentful about what you can't do or where you can't go or who you can't see. And look around you and get creative. In the same way where your kids come to you and say, I'm bored. And you say, figure something out. Use your imagination. Get creative. You need to do the same thing as an adult. And if you're constantly wishing for things to open up or things to be different or whatever, and especially if you're communicating it out loud, your kids are going to be operating in that same mindset. So if you're able to get creative and enjoy the life that you're living right this second and to pull the feelings that you feel from the things that you feel, felt like you are missing out on and recreate them in your home cool, huh? You have access to those feelings all the time, even if you have access to less activities. I loved that so, so much. So I thought that was, that was a great idea. And the other thing um, that we talked about was, I said, I'm incorporating all these things that I enjoy so much more in my life. And he reminded me, but just keep in mind that during this time, just like in quote unquote regular life, there's going to be things you don't enjoy that you have to do, right? Maybe you don't like doing the laundry. Maybe you don't like cleaning the house. Maybe you don't like cooking. Maybe you don't, you know, like schoolwork, you know, implementing distance learning for your kids. There's going to be things that are unenjoyable during your day. And that has to be okay with you too, because that is part of real life. It doesn't mean it's specific to this quarantine and it's sucking the life out of you and you should be so depressed about it. It just means there's things that we really enjoy and things we don't, but there's have tos and must dos and there's optional things. But one thing that I've done, he said, "How do you get through those things, doing those things that are not as as fun or enjoyable?" And I said, "Well, actually, what I found is because I have more time and space in my life, I'm able to do something maybe that I am less excited about. Let's say the schoolwork part, and I do that, and then I." Right after it, do something that is really fun and enjoyable. So then I know, okay, as soon as we get through, and same thing for my kids, you know, whether it's playing music while we're cleaning up or, okay, after schoolwork, then we get to go jump on the trampoline or, you know, after we cook dinner, then we get this dessert or, After we, um, you know, do a cleanup of the downstairs, then we get to watch a show together. And so if I put something really enjoyable that we're looking forward to on the heels of something less enjoyable, it helps us all to get through. So helping your kids to organize their time like that. And for me, that's what I'm doing. That's something I'm definitely going to incorporate in my life after quarantine is definitely making sure that there's always something to look forward to. And again, it's based on what is actually possible. You may find that you're spending a lot of time and energy wishing things were different, waiting to have joy until things open up and you can see or do certain things again. But I want to tell you that every emotion is at your fingertips right now. You have enough resources and opportunities right around you that are accessible to you to provide joy and fun and love, and stability, and happiness in your life. I don't want you to doubt that COVID has to go away in order for you to be okay, right? And so, as I was talking to my therapist, I was just reminded of that. And again, I set out this morning, talking to him, not really thinking like, oh, well, nothing's really going wrong. Like, we're kind of just in a holding pattern. And I said, you know, I kind of just feel like we're just surviving right now. But actually, we're doing okay. Like, we're doing pretty good. And he's like, well, then why did you use the word surviving? Why can't you just say, life is really good right now? Sure, like, our bar is way lower, and our house is messier, and, you know, certain things are definitely sliding by that we would have been more strict about before, or things like that. But that's just life right now. And the more we can think about it of, like, We are thriving in these circumstances versus like we're surviving compared to what's normal. Do you know what I mean? It is the the exact same circumstances, the exact same life, but just the way you think about it is completely transformative. And so I just want to encourage you to not belittle the job you're doing, not downplay how well you're doing this quarantine thing just because you feel like you're not doing as much or the expectations are lower or there's nothing on your calendar. The fact that you can get through each day having experienced joy and expressing love and service to your family and incorporating the things that fill you up. And if you're a cheerleader to your kids, like you're doing a great job, you're not just surviving. You are thriving during this time. And thriving can look different right now and in the life before and in the life after this. But it can all be defined as thriving. Okay? It can look completely different, but it can still be thriving. Okay? So I hope this helped i hope some of these thoughts help i think especially the creating idea of like you have the power to create whatever life and whatever feelings you want with whatever resources are at your fingertips versus needing something outside of your home to bring in those feelings or to bring in that that happiness i thought that was so good so i hope this was helpful You guys, I'm rooting for you. I really am praying for you. I know a lot of people are struggling during this time and I hope that you can have glimpses of joy and rising and pride and peace during this time. I'm rooting for you. I love you and I hope enjoyed this time together today. So if you don't already follow me on Instagram, you can do that at Jessica Dalquist 3 or on Facebook at Extraordinary Moms Podcast. Everything will be linked. I mean, I didn't really say much, but ExtraordinaryMomsPodcast.com as well. So take care, everybody, and we will see you next week for another episode with another Extraordinary Mom. Bye.